0: Everybody And Neff disappeared. One second. Why did Neff disappear? I have no idea why you disappeared. (laughs) I would try wiggling my
1: nose, except no one would get that reference.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. May the 4th be with you all. Welcome to May 4th. Welcome to the first podcast of May. He is, of course, the Maple Leafs fan. I am, of course... uh, well, I guess the best thing I can do is affiliate myself with the Mets. Does that work for you?
1: Yeah, but you better wear some, like, body armor. Because apparently, you know, the Mets players attract baseballs. Like, you know, uh, flies <laughs> where honey attracts flies. Like, yikes! Oh, they, they, they just love the Mets. They
0: lost today uh, hard, but I think they still won the series or something like that.
1: Okay, but did anybody get plunked? Because if nobody got plunked today on the Mets, I don't think so. That's a min- that's a minor miracle. <laughs> I mean, I I watched a game the other night. I think it was even a Sunday night game. I'm watching this game and mm-hmm. they are getting waxed and I'm going, "Why are the balls like literally just jumping out of the pitcher's hand and thump." Mm-hmm. You know, the next thing you see is this poor Mets player grabbing, you know, whatever area that happens to get hit.
0: <laughs> well, um we'd like to thank everybody in the chat here. Um, Flax uh, resubscribed and gifted a subscription to Bree. So thank you very much, uh, Flax, for your continued support and for the gift to Bree. I forget if you can purposely uh, give a subscription to somebody, or you,
1: you can also do it randomly too. Couldn't you? I think so. I, I I've never had the the pleasure of either being a gifter or, or a giftee. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, with the Canadian peso, the way it is, it's like, eww. Um But thank
0: you so much, all of you guys, for tuning in, whether you're listening to us or whether you're watching us uh, at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio or anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And Liz says you can do both. Okay, thank you for the reminder there. Um, so apologies to you, Neff, because I am taking you away from your game two after the lovely uh, drudging that we had the play-by-play for uh, when we
1: flew in the stream two nights ago. And frighteningly enough, I mean, that game devolved into something out of Rock'em Sock'em. Like, we're talking, you know, (laughs) mid-70s, we're just going to beat the crap out of one another. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, the Department of Players' Age is like, what are we going to do about that? (laughs) Well, we'll randomly suspend this person for Mm -hmm. his hit, which I will admit, uh, Kyle Clipper's hit on the opposing Tampa Bay player crossed the line Mm -hmm. very, very badly. Mm -hmm. But it was the multiple fines, you know, for things like unsportsmanlike for, you know, and I'm like going, okay, come on. No, no. You're trying to prove you're tough. But if it's like $2,000 to these guys, I mean, the equivalent for us is like two bucks. (laughs) <laughs> you know, even a player like, for example, Wayne Simmons, who got hit in the mm. pocketbook, he makes the league minimum, which is $750,000 U.S. That's the minimum. That's the league minimum. Mm. So a $2,000 fine, or $2,500, I think it was, U.S., is not even 1% of, of that. Yeah. It's like maybe half a percent or less. Right. I'm going, that's not a deterrent to anything. Now you're just looking stupid because it probably costs you more to go through this whole rigmarole to say, okay, cough up the money. Mm -hmm. than just to say, okay, just don't do it again. (laughs) Right. So, uh, Yes. And then
0: uh, you tell me just before we went on the air tonight about one of your doctor's who is a big Ranger fan. So he probably wasn't pleased at the fact that the Rangers played nearly
1: two full hockey games last night. Two full hockey games. They get the Penguins' backup, who's actually their third string, because their first (laughs) string is injured. So they had the second string in. The second string guy gets so dehydrated, he has to give it up. Mm. And so they bring in the third string guy. And they can't beat him. (laughs) And I'm going, this is a team that fought with the Carolina Hurricanes all season for basically for, for number one in their division. Mm. And you can't beat a third string goaltender. Uh, did the magic wear off? Did you, you know, forget which way the net is? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the ironic part is, as, as JR mentioned, this chiropractor is a Rangers fan. And I have an appointment tomorrow. And if the Leafs should win tonight, they'll be up in their series 2-0. And the Rangers will be down 1-0 to the Penguins. I might not get out of there with my back as well adjusted as when I went in. <laughs> it might be worse. I was going to say, I'll be like bent over going, ow, ow, ow. <laughs>
0: um, could I guess it's conceivable that if both
1: teams advanced, they could face each other, right, at some point down the line? Uh, the way it's the way they set it up, it's not going to be until the Eastern Conference Final. Oh. Because they stay within the division. So, in other words, the winner of Ta- Toronto-Tampa Bay faces the winner of Florida and Boston. Mm-hmm. And and right now, not Florida and Boston. What am I saying? Uh, Florida and Washington. <laughs> and right now, Washington gave Florida a punch in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm looking at that one, and I'm going, okay, don't tell me it's the President's uh, Trophy curse again. <laughs> For those who don't understand, uh, the NHL gives a pro, uh, the, what's called the President's Trophy to the team that scores or gets the most points, uh, most uh, game points, right? Mm. So the, the curse is that almost everyone who gets that trophy, they don't get the Stanley Cup. They don't get the Stanley Cup, yeah. In fact, most of them, Get waxed in like the first or second round. In fact, Tampa Bay, before they won back to back, had won the President's Trophy and got waxed by the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were the eighth seed that year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh boy, Florida's looking at that trophy, going, "Can we dump it in in Tam- Can we drive down to Tampa Bay and like dump it there? <laughs> you know, they can have it. We don't want it because we're not getting anything out of it." Hmm. So, but no, it was uh,
0: fun to chat about hockey and uh, go through the game stats while we were flying in the flight simulator game. um I just have a, a little bit of an interest that I've picked up on my days uh, where I'm at work and not doing anything, which lately with my job is most of the days I work
1: there. <laughs> I was going to say you have a very important horse race that you're somewhat involved in coming up this weekend, don't you? Well,
0: we're not directly involved in the race, but we're gonna, we're basically involved in broadcasting some of the races from that track that are not being aired by the major network. Mm. So that's so, why we have to come in. We were gonna do a Rift Track stream because they're gonna release the Rift Track game tomorrow. But now they've decided, oh, we're going to show the early races from Churchill Downs. We want you to work on Friday morning at 7 a.m. So now my schedule for tomorrow is wake up, shower, work, come back home, eat, edit the podcast, publish the podcast, go to sleep. Wake up. And I could probably get to work in 15 minutes instead of lately where it's taking about 40, 45 minutes for me to get to work thanks to all this mess of traffic that are on the roads
1: here in the city. Well, yeah, that's that's the one sign that COVID is over. The, the traffic's come back, and yeah. it's come back hard.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, so that's something that I have to budget every morning. But, you know, if I got to be at work at 7 in the morning before uh, – Before high time, I think I could probably make it to work if I left at like 6.30 or 6.40
1: and just zip right there without having to worry about any of the cars. Yeah, the only thing I have to worry about that that early in the morning is maybe the odd, you know, wild animal, small animal that crosses the road. Mm.
0: (laughs) No, but the interest that I had lately um, in Flight Simulator and... I don't know if I could pull this off on Flight Simulator, but I'll explain to you what I've been looking at lately. I've been looking at old airline timetables. Back in the heydays of the golden age of uh, air aviation travel, um, somewhere between the end of the Second World War and when the jets came out. So you had all these nice big four-propeller airplanes just flying all over the world, and you look at these brochures, you look at these timetables, and were exact, these were actual trips that people could enjoy. Um, and uh, this was at a period of time where um, it was a luxury, and they treated you like royalty every time you took like a major airline. So um, I have in flight simulator, something that came out uh, that I bought last year, which is the DC-6B. Have you heard of the dc 6 Neff?
1: That's the precursor to the DC, because I'm trying to remember. The DC-9, I remember the DC-9. Uh-huh. That was a jet. And I'm trying to remember. No, DC-8s. I even remember as far back as DC-8s, but that's as far back as I right. go. Right. DC, DC-8 was one of the first jets.
0: Yeah, so before, because mm-hmm.
1: those were the ones that went to Europe. Correct. And when I flew as a young squib to Europe... Uh-huh. It was in the back of the plane where the smoking section was with Mama Canuck. Oh,
0: that's when they had smoking sections and they had lounges uh-huh. on the plane. So
1: eight hours of <laughs> inhaling secondhand smoke. I'm surprised I still have lungs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um,
0: so I was looking at these timetables and watching how uh, you know all these four-engine propeller planes could putter all the way around and stuff. And uh, I've been studying up now on the DC-6B. Sort of a study-level little air, a study level aircraft from Microsoft Flight Simulator, but there is a little bit of guidance because back in the day, you needed three or four pilots to fly the DC-6. You needed a, a captain. You needed a co-pilot. Uh, you needed a flight engineer to check on the engines. And often you needed a navigator because when you were... Um, flying let's say across the oceans there was no radio navigation there was no gps you actually had to take a look at where the sun was in the sky and when it was at night you actually had to look at star charts to figure out where you
1: were ah yes the golden age of aviation where it's like one wrong move (laughs) and yikes um so actually
0: I, I came across um a national film board of canada movie that i
1: sent to Neff. i don't know if you saw it nef well that's what okay you know what i saw you sent me the link but unfortunately uh the office was cuckoo bananas today uh uh-huh. and i never got a chance to watch it and by the time i got home worked out ate made a certain phone call i needed to make mm-hmm. it was time for the podcast <laughs> so I will watch this after the podcast. I swear,
0: I, I will, I will. Yeah, um, but I'm just going to look at the name of it real quick of what I saw. Actually, no, it's not on YouTube. I actually went to the National Film Board of Canada website and I think it was called like On the Point or On the Move and it's like a short uh, film series, I guess they did, um, where they have reporters going around usual, un- unusual places in Canada. So, this reporter is uh, on a Canadian Pacific DC-6, which flew from Vancouver to Tokyo. And because back then the DC-6s didn't have the range, they had to make what's called a technical stop in Cold Bay, Alaska, in the Aleutian Islands. And so, this guy is just, with his microphone, just going around. And he's going into the cockpit. Hey, uh, you have time for a few questions, eh? Yeah, sure, sure. You're not bothering me. So he literally, he almost sits on the first officer's lap because it's
1: so cramped in there. He's asking him the questions. (laughs) I had to laugh when you said Canadian Canadian Pacific. I'm going, oh, my God. Now that is ancient. I mean, Mm. I remember that airline because they were at the time the competitor to Air Canada. Mm Mm-hmm. And eventually, like most competitors of Air Canada, they suffer the fate of Air Canada going, oh, yeah, we don't like having competition. We'll just undercut you until you bleed enough cash and fail. <laughs> this, and the best part was, at that time, Air Canada was still a government-owned entity. Mm. Right. So literally the government was trying to put private business out of business. Mm. But uh, but
0: no, it was very, very fascinating to see something like that and uh, the reporter's first view, or, or, you know, as he flies to Japan for the first time. This is pretty interesting and it's kind of um, going through all these timetables and looking through some of these movies. I saw a movie of the DC-7 going nonstop from New York to Los Angeles. Um, so it's kind of given me a little bit of an inspiration to try out a nice little long-range DC-6 flight. Uh, but again, that's something I probably won't do streaming because number one, it takes a long time uh, because these were these only flew like 300 miles an hour back in the day. <laughs> um, and number two, this is not like the Airbus that we've flown in previous streams where you can you know plug in the computer, set it, forget it, and then you check on it every so often. <laughs> yeah, it looks okay. Let's go on playing Wheel of Anormous proportions. No, the DC-6B, like I said, is more of a study level level aircraft and you actually have to know what you're doing. You have to study well in advance before you make a flight plan and then you have to make sure that the engines are are at a good thrust and uh, you have to also rotate and cycle out the fuel tanks. The the DC-6B has eight fuel tanks that you have to
1: rotate through during the flight. Ooh. And when you say rotate, I mean, I'm guessing it's probably mechanical switches, but I'm going, oh, yeah. If any of those switches fail, you got problems. And back in the day, those switches could easily fail. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, because reliability wasn't what it is today. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, there are still uh,
0: some DC-6s that fly these days, especially in um, Western Canada and up in Alaska for cargo purposes. And uh, some enthusiasts who just like flying the DC-6 fly it as well. I think there's a Red Bull DC-6 in the air as well that just flies for show from time to time.
1: Red Bull gives you wings, but they're very, very old. And slow. (laughs) (laughs) Old and slow. There we go. That's not Red Bull anymore. That's Red Geritol. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) But, uh, no, I
0: just wanted to bring that up real quick. And... uh, and now as we take Canadian Pacific to Japan in today's day, um, Neff, you better buy up that Japanese yen uh, because it's about to get a lot weaker, I think. We
1: just raised the interest rates again. Well, I've been told and I'm hearing that Canada is going to be uh, cranking the interest rates again too mm. because the published inflation rate is still yikes. hmm so there is a very real possibility the next time uh, the Bank of Canada sets its in, its benchmark rate, it's going to be up by at least a quarter of a point, if not another half. Mm-hmm. Of course, there has been some softening in the housing market, which is one of the uh, reasons that mm. this was being done. And when I say softening, they literally said, pardon me, from month to month, mm. like from March to April, 17% drop. Hmm and the number of home sales 17%. So maybe the speculation in real estate party is coming to an end? One can only hope because you know buying up all the houses is great but then where do people live? Right.
0: So it's uh it's going to be a topsy turvy situation I think over the coming weeks and months uh, for both of our sakes. Yes, well,
1: I'm still at the point where I want to travel. I mean, now I have to worry about Anime North, but Mm -hmm. now I'm going, I've got to travel at some point because, like I said, I am going slightly (laughs) stir-crazy.
0: But going back to Japan, um, I think you and I might have a little bit of a disagreement here. Because we've both seen the opening episode of the second season of Komi Can't Communicate. Uh, I thought uh, it was good. I thought uh, uh, it was nice that they started to introduce these new characters that probably... I never read the manga, but it probably was in the manga, right? Um, Oh, yeah. The next episode, I believe, was released to North American audiences today. I did not see that yet. Um, and I thought that the closing animation was very cute. Kind of has a little bit of an eight or sixteen-bit style, reminiscent of the uh, computer games uh, we we grew up with.
1: Um, now well, you have a different opinion with everything. Yeah, honestly, if you take this episode, this first episode of this chunk, mm-hmm. and compare it to the first episode of the first chunk, mm-hmm. the first thing I the first thing out of my mouth was oh, my God, they've cut the show's budget in half. Mm. Because the animation got janky. The facial expressions are like, uh, oh, what? <laughs> the music has gone from very subtle, understated to literally white noise. Like, almost literally. Uh, just a typical anime show. <laughs> yeah, No, but I'm going, how can it go from this peak... Mm-hmm. Not quite to a valley, but I'm at the point where it's like I'm going to watch this because I I love the manga. I've bought all the volumes in, that have been translated in English, mm-hmm. and I want to see how you know the characters are 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 brought to screen. Right. But I'm going, ooh, this is going to hurt unless they you know maybe there was some problems with the first episode. Maybe that's why there was a delay. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yikes! The only thing I noticed is that the subtitling went from meh. To woohoo. Oh, yeah. Because they actually were translating everything. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, made the screen a little busy. And, you know, that's fine. Because, unfortunately, again, with Komi Can Communicate, Mm -hmm. the sound effects, the background things that you see are critical to understanding why Komi and the other characters react the way they do. And we see those now. Exactly. We know what they mean now. Mm -hmm. And we can say, okay, I know what that means. Mm. If you haven't read the manga, if you've read the manga, you can pretty much figure it out because it's like pretty right. much a frame for frame translation. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't read the manga and you're looking at these things and going, "What does that mean?" Mm. That's why this 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 uh, improvement in the subtitling is very much welcome. Right. So maybe that maybe the extra budget that went towards the animation is now going to pay the subtitler. Mm.
0: <laughs> now, for somebody who's read the manga, you. Uh what do you think of the anime's interpretation of the character they introduced a uh, Katai?
1: Honestly, I think they did it well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the trick of Katai is that there's the face that everybody thinks they see and then there's what's going on in his head. Right, two different things. <laughs> Two different things he says. Try 180 degrees. <laughs> I mean, literally, he takes Najmi outside of the classroom to explain to him at one point something. Right. And everybody else is like, oh, my God, they're dragging poor Najumi away. Somebody do something. And then when Katai comes back into the room without Najumi, mm. everybody is like, where did he bury him? Where did they bury Najimi? <laughs> Meanwhile, Najimi had simply, you know, gone to use the facilities. Yeah. So it's like, ooh. So, I- I'm curious now to see how Mabangi uh, is introduced. Mm-hmm. That's the gal character, because if they introduce her as they did in the manga, mm-hmm. with the full guile experience, including the makeup, mm-hmm. and basically. A, 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 a manner of speech that valley girl california comes to mind very much so Ooh. yes a, a gyaru, gyaru, uh type mm. exactly ah. <laughs> and at a couple of points i don't even i don't know if it'll be in the first episode she starts crying out of frustration and the makeup starts running oh no, and it's it's this mess like just. It looks, for those of you who get the reference, like Tammy Faye Baker and somebody put a, a fire hose on her face. Ooh. <laughs> Just yikes. And, that's, and only then, the, of course, that's only the half of it, right? And then there's the point where she gets so frustrated and upset that she sparkles. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and that's how, it's, that's how it's described in the manga. She sparkles. Hmm. And, of course, Portadano, you know, trying to be helpful, cleans up her sparkle. (laughs) Which is, you know, I'll stop there because that's giving away a bit more plot. But, um, actual plot. So, but again, I'm curious now. I'm hoping maybe there was just a minor mess up with this first episode of The New Batch. Because, Uh ooh, I'm just,
0: yikes. Yeah. Um... It's going to be very interesting, and I'm looking forward to watching it whenever I can, because these
1: next few days, again, are just going to be a mess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of shows I've been wanting to catch. Mm. More Spy and Family, and Love After World Domination. Mm. But it's like, time? What is time? I don't have any of it. Can I buy it? Because right now, I don't got it.
0: (laughs) I will finally have three days off. So if I'm not busy, maybe that'll be my in-flight entertainment if I decide to sit in Flight Simulator for nine hours, which I highly doubt, unless I do like the time acceleration. That'll be my in-flight entertainment.
1: <laughs> or maybe if I you just... Sit... You go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you sit there playing Flight Simulator for nine hours, and you don't do anything else while you're doing it, you're either very dedicated, or I need to come down there and drag you out to to do something. <laughs> But um,
0: Let me uh, tell you about a series um, that I've been watching with Bree these last uh, couple of weeks. It came out uh, earlier, well, I I can't say earlier this month, we're in May. Last month it came out, Tokyo Vice, uh, which is on HBO Max, and it is based on the memoirs of Jake Adelstein, uh, the newspaper reporter. Uh, from the U.S., uh, who actually became one of the first major foreign reporters for a Japanese newspaper. Um, So he um, was uh, working with the Yomiuri Shimbun, and now writes for um, Daily Dot, I believe, or Daily Beast. He works for Daily Beast. He wrote a He wrote a memoir about his time in Japan, and now I've finally watched about four or five episodes um, of the series, and uh, yes, it's very, very interesting. Um, The character they choose for Adelstein um, is the same guy who was in West Side Story, Maria, that guy, (laughs) the guy who played Tony in the movie. Ansel okay, Elgord, I think his name is. I might, I might have botched it there, but
1: that's an interesting casting choice, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: hmm. And then you have Ken Watanabe, of course, uh, the effervescent Ken Watanabe, one of the greatest uh, Japanese actors of our time. He is the detective that uh, takes the young Adelstein, the reporter, under his wing to learn the the deep secrets of uh, police work and what really goes on under the scenes in Japan. Um, The memoir that Adelstein writes in his book talks about several things, um, including the Yakuza, uh, the gangs in Japan. But uh, the Tokyo Vice series kind of more or less focuses on um, Adelstein's dealings with the Yakuza and also... The police and how everything interacts, of course, everything is quite of um adapted for television, if you will, so
1: gee, I wonder
0: why <laughs> there are a couple of side stories, but very, very interesting um I think um if you watch a few episodes um you'll have an interest in it neff and uh there are some uh Interesting characters, some with good intentions, some with bad intentions, um, including, in my part, one of the Yakuza bosses that you sort of kind of want to root for, in a way, because of
1: what he's going through. Okay, rooting for a Yakuza boss. Now, (laughs) that that intrigued me, because... Yakuza intones criminality, and I'm going, wait a minute here. You're rooting for the criminal. (laughs) Um, So uh, I'd say a a
0: good portion of the acting was casted very well, uh, and some of these uh, Japanese actors who play um, the police detectives and also uh, the members of the various gangs that are portrayed in the the show – um. Very well done, and uh, uh, they have the the nice little intro to Tokyo Vice, uh, which uh, kind of harkens in a way to the openings I used to see for Game of Thrones. So I'm I'm wondering if the openings were made by the same guy or the same company. Hmm.
1: That's quite that's quite a di- uh, a wide range because I'm going wait a minute, Tokyo Vice. Game of Thrones <laughs> rather different subject matter that oh yes, but
0: uh, I don't know if it's like a production thing or an h b o max thing but uh, no um it it is uh it's something that uh j r how much influence do you think the Echoes really has in Japan? I have no idea this sort of uh this sort of gives one perspective on it uh but um if anything, you don't really read much about the uh, the Yakuza in the news compared to what else goes on in Japan. Um, actually, I had read something about Adelstein publishing his book in the first place. I listened to um, a good portion of his audio book. I didn't finish it. But um, I believe he said at one point... He first released the book in English and then wanted to release it in Japan, but a lot of the Japanese publishers wouldn't touch it because of the subject matter.
1: Well, that that's hardly surprising because, as we know, Japanese publishers are by their very nature very, very cautious and very, very conservative in what they will publish. Mm-hmm. So a book about the Akaza, yeah, that might, you know, ruffle some feathers in the wrong places mm-hmm. and cause some visits. And yeah, I could see why that would not go well. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: speaking of publishers, Neff, uh, another j- Japanese company, uh, Square Enix, divesting some of its uh, companies, apparently.
1: Apparently so. And apparently they're purchasing NFT with the money? I'm not quite sure what this is. It's allegedly, they're purchasing like NFTs or something with the money, and I'm going, what? They're they're going to look into uh, cryptocurrency things oh, cr- as part okay. of the deal. Okay, cryptocurrency NFTs. It's all a giant Ponzi scheme. <laughs> if you're not in first, you're gonna get burned. <laughs> and guess what, folks? Anybody getting in now ain't getting in first. <laughs>
0: You remember a little while ago when I had uh, talked about uh, cryptocurrency and maybe, you know, trying to, you know, use it as a little bit of a safe haven. Now, I don't think so unless something else
1: uh, happens. But, uh, (laughs) yes. Here's the the problem with using crypto as a quote-unquote safe haven. mm. The only reason it's a quote-unquote safe haven is because the government hasn't said, hey, wait a minute here. The problem is, governments are starting to say, hey, wait a minute here. Right, as of this year, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, if you haven't been on the train already, you try jump on the train now, no. You're going to get run over by that train, I think. Right. but uh, So it looks like Square Enix is
0: uh, going to sell some of its companies to... Uh, The European uh, company who I think swallowed up uh, many more
1: game studios, if I'm not mistaken. Now, which company would that be? Because I can't think of it offhand. Hmm. I'll look it up real quick. And that would
0: be... Well, there's more news about Square Enix that came up in the last few days. Uh, Okay. Um, So it's selling its Western studios, and it's going to go to Embracer Group. So Embracer operates more than 100 studios, including Gearbox, Saber Interactive, and THQ Nordic. Mm. Consolidation.
1: Just got to get that consolidation. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. Once you start consolidating all, you know, all these little guys under the big guy, mm. you start thinking, wait a minute here. The big guy can basically throw their weight around, and no one else can stop them. Mm. It's like EA. It's like EA. <laughs> once they started, once they started with all the sports, you know, and they started getting exclusive licenses, you end up with things like. Oh, I don't know, Madden 22, and all its problems. Everybody says, make a better game. Mm. EA says, we don't have to make a better game. We're the only game in town. At least if you want NFL football. I'm cringing now because the Formula
0: One game, which has been made in the last few years by Codemasters and has been very, very good, Codemasters got swallowed up, I believe, by EA. So now
1: it's going to be EA F1 2022. Oh, microtransactions at 300 kilometers an hour. Gotta love it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Has Nev heard about the Sailor Moon news? Yes. And as
0: Karim said, we spoke about him on on Monday. Uh, The new Sailor Moon movie is coming out next year. Mika Zelda uh, was very happy with the news.
1: Well, uh, again, I'm, I'm glad to see the franchises you know, surviving and thriving. I, I just hope, again, they don't go overboard in the wrong ways because they tend to want to do that nowadays, and I don't know why. Mm.
0: But uh, we'll have to wait another year or change before we can see that. Uh, but, um, yes, it, it will go back to the question that uh, the Flex always asks, when are you going to watch Sailor Moon?
1: I'm going to have to take time off at some point, maybe around Anime North as I normally do, just, uh-huh. you know, for compression and decompression purposes. Mm. Maybe then. Right. I mean, because mm-hmm. things are a little bit different this year in terms of what we're doing, because mm-hmm. we're not doing a live auction per se. Mm. We're doing a silent auction. I see. Which, of course, which is, which is of course a completely different animal than, you know, Running around on stage and you know getting people to buy random stuff, including the shirt off my back. Mm. <laughs> so th- this will be quite the different uh, experience. And as for 2023, we'll see how the silent auction goes and go from there.
0: All right. it, it,
1: could could I be a participant in the silent auction? Will it be an online thing? No, this will be in person only ah, this I year. All right. Maybe maybe next year. Maybe I mean. There's a couple of you know real technical things we have to worry about, one of which is actually paying for an Internet connection because yeah. I will tell you, I've seen the bills. <laughs> Toronto Congress Center charges arm, leg, and spleen for the crappiest of connections. Mm-hmm. And if you want something decent, it's not only arm, leg, and spleen. It's your first, second, and third born. Mm-hmm. As of course these event centers always do right right because <laughs> they, they know they have you what are you else what are you else going to do bring in a giant other caleb from across the road mm-hmm. nope <laughs> now uh this is happening again in july right mm-hmm. july 15th to the 17th okay um right now i haven't finished drawing up the actual blurb for the auction which is another task i have to do that i haven't gotten to right. uh but my plan is that the auction itself will be ended Uh, you'll have to, uh, final bids be in by Sunday at I think 1 PM. Okay. And then that way, you know, people can pick up their stuff and we can get out of there before the mad rush of everybody trying to leave at the same time. That happens on a Sunday, huh? Oh yeah. Once the convention, once they close everything and everybody gets kicked out the doors, Uh... it becomes basically you sit in the parking lot and you wait Mm -hmm. because you aren't going anywhere. Okay, so a little bit of a crawl heading out then. Just just a scooch. <laughs> and then it, the problem is the way I have to drive, you literally, you literally have to be able to cross over four lanes of highway traffic at speed. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you end up on the wrong highway. <laughs> and it's like literally get on the on-ramp and four lanes across, mm. which is why I, I don't want to try to do that. You know, after, like, being dead tired mm-hmm. on a Sunday, like I said, as soon as we're done and wrapped up, I will probably, you know, say to the best of my crew, have a nice, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to stay, that's on you. Me, I'm going home
0: mm-hmm.
1: while well, I still can. Well, you, you, you might want to do it now because I'm looking at the score of this game, Neff. I just happened to glance down. Last I glanced, it was uh, two donuts for the bad guys. Meaning the bad guys from Tampa. <laughs> now, seeing that the Leafs have this tendency where they can score in bunches, so it might end up being even three nothing sometime late in the third, mm. and all of a sudden the Leafs will wake up and it'll be like bang, 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 bang. Mm. I, like I said, I don't know. I mean, I, I expected Tampa Bay to come down a lot harder on them than they did the first game. They they let Toronto basically you know run them over multiple times. Right. I I think Tampa Bay this time said, oh, yeah, we're going to be, you know, a blue and white speed bump for you. (laughs) So
0: uh, this looks like it's heading towards a one all time. The series unless something changes rapidly uh, in the next uh,
1: 30 minutes of gameplay, I guess. For the Leafs, 30 minutes is an eternity. For Leafs fans, it could also be an eternity times two, depending on, you know, which Leafs team is now going to show up. Because <laughs> they, could, they could just as easily turn turtle and go, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll split it in Tampa because we yeah. have seven games. And I'm going, no, that is the, that is the, no, 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 the wrong attitude. You've got to go in there, wind to crush your opponent every game, leave them for dead, mm-hmm. so that the next game you play, they're, like, scared. hmm much like the Rangers are going to be scared that they're going to you know, end up with nearly playing two full games of hockey and come <laughs> up with, with Zippo.
0: Hmm. Um, so as we get close to the top of the hour here, Neff, uh, anything else uh, that you've been uh, keeping an
1: eye out anime uh, or manga-wise? Well, I'm trying to think, what have I read recently? Um, a bunch of things uh, that I've been reading and rereading. Um, Call of the Night, I think I mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. Latest volume is out, reading that. And again, that's getting an anime as well. That one, like I said, should be an interesting vampire anime because Uh as you're reading, you're finding out bits of plot and you're going, hmm. Isn't quite the happy thing it started as, is it? Mm -hmm." So there's that. What else? Oh, I'm just trying to think here because... I've been reading a bunch of a bunch of stuff, but most of it would be, you know, pimp daddy Maroko approved. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'd maybe talk about that later, some other time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I mean, and the other problem is, I mean, uh, some of these books, the pro- and I find this very annoying. It's like the books come out, and then you're waiting for the next one, and you're waiting, and you're waiting.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like my dress up darling, I'm waiting on the next volume of that. The date got shoved one direction, then got shoved another direction. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting because the manga isn't even as far as the TV series went. So I'm going. Interesting. Hmm, we'll see. We'll We'll see what actually transpired in the book before, mm. you know, the anime got a hold of it. Mm. I mean, one of the other ones, Love After World Domination. Again, the the anime's out. And there's a dub for that. I'll probably watch the dub mainly because again, when you're talking about, you know, the Red Ra- essentially the Red Ranger fighting you know, falling in love with the bad girl of the week, it's like Hmm. Yeah. That's definitely sounding fun. Mm.
0: Well, I I again, uh these are the the ones that have been turned into animes that are now airing that are on my list, um uh, the one you just mentioned, also Spy X Family. I want to try to get in a little bit of that.
1: Good guys just scored. Oh. And it, wa- and it was, oh my God, it was guess who. Who. The guy who, it looks like the guy who just came back from uh, injury. mm mm-hmm. Mr. Bunting. Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting has gone hunting. Oh, nice. For, go- for goals. And he's got one.
0: <laughs> well, hold your horses like me about that, uh, that call tying the series then. Who knows?
1: Well, like I said, the Leafs have this propensity, and now that they've gotten one, maybe they've shaken Vasilevsky's cage again, <laughs> the, Tampa- the Tampa goalie. And he's like, wait a minute. Huh? What? Who? What? Where? <laughs> But, uh, but we, what we shall see. Yeah. We'll, so
0: we're going to keep an eye on this game as we play another game, which is What the Dub, uh, the creators of which are releasing the Rift Tracks game tomorrow. Um, we're hopefully going to get to the Rift Tracks game sometime next week. Uh, possibly if, if my brain isn't fried, maybe we'll get to it over the weekend. If not, then it's probably something we will do Monday night um so please stick around
1: for all those wonderful shenanigans um i i, w- I will say right now i'll make the call right now Jer. let your brain rest you will need it we can do it monday well, okay then <laughs> no no I, I i i like you when your brain isn't fried you no. know when your brain isn't fried good things happen when your brain is fried well, funny things happen, but, you know, I mean, like this you, have show. No. <laughs> okay. you have to live with the consequences later. I mean, I, I'm just a second banana, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, read what's on your screen? If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or this Twitch stream, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or check out our social media pages. How you do that, you go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And don't forget, archived versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio.
0: So we will go ahead and set up for what the dub. And uh, according to Neff, then we're going to be playing riff tracks on Monday night. <laughs> so... Uh...
1: Well, like I said... I, I like your brain in one piece, JR. When it's in pieces on the floor, that's not good for you. No. It might be fun for us, but it's <laughs> not good for you.
0: Well, maybe then, by then, I'll have a report on uh, flying old airliners and flight simulator, and I'll tell you how that goes.
1: I was going to say, by then, um, there'll be a couple of Leafs ga- more Leafs games under the belt, and either I'll be, you know, high as a kite... Or, you know, looking for the nearest hole to fall into. <laughs> Much like the team, you know, splat.
0: Right. So after, after today, it's travel, and then you're in Tampa
1: Friday? Is that how it works? I believe that's right, Friday and Sunday. And I'm going, why? And then I remember the TV gods hate us, and the problem is mm. y'all paid more no, actually, I should correct myself. You still didn't pay more than the Canadian rights holder did. Right. But you're a much larger audience, so, of course, the National Hockey League bends, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rant for a completely different show. Mm. But, uh, okay, we will set up for what
0: the dub, and for the rest of you, we'll see you for the next time we do this podcast. From FMJR, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. We will
1: see you next time. Remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario podcast, and don't forget to check out our archive podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, and check us out on Spotify. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next time. And that will conclude our podcast.